Hi everyone, welcome to Conversations with Rufane. This is Rufane speaking and I'm joined by NJ, the CEO of Botswana Insurance Company. We're going to be talking about more, more on company culture, which is something that I'm just very passionate about and really fascinated by because I've noticed that different organizations have different working cultures. Some have this very silo slash hybrid format, um, but I'm not really sure if that works. How, what's your opinion on that one? Um, I would say that uh, since I joined um, BIC in mm. 2018, um, uh, I, I can't deny the fact that we quite some clear uh, uh, silos within the business. Yeah. Um, but I made it very clear that um, uh, silo mentality is not one of my you know, favorite uh, stuff. Um, I encourage the open, openness, uh, transparent, um, discussions around things that affect us as a team. Uh, I would like to see people collaborating and working together as a team for, for one purpose, which is making lives better for our stakeholders uh -huh. um, and for BIC. And in the process, us also developing ourselves. Our, our, our so yes, the silo mentality can be a big disease uh, in a business if you don't get rid of it as quickly as, uh, as possible. So, so some people had to be sacrificed because they couldn't change. They wanted to continue in their silo mentality mm. and they had to, to leave the business. But, but um, um, you know, as a business, what we encourage is uh, open communication from my office all the way down and from down all the way to my office to make sure that people share what they need to share. People believe that uh, when they share, they are listened to. Mm. And, and that's very, very uh, important for, for our business. Mm. And in this age of especially hybrid working, how, do, how does one really continue the flow of a healthy work culture when, for example, you're just waiting for someone to go online on Teams and that person isn't online and maybe they're experiencing a power cut wherever they are. So how do you really harness a healthy work environment even if it's online? You see, you see, part of the culture, you, you can't talk of culture without a certain level of decorum, a certain level of discipline that needs to apply across the whole business. Mm. Um, we, we are very clear that when you make other people wait for you on teams, you're actually wasting their time, productive yes. time. So you're also irritating other members of the team. So, so in terms of uh, you know, discipline, um, how we approach our things, we are very clear um, how this should should be done. And uh, at BSE, I can assure you that uh, <laughs> we do not have uh, situations where we have to wait for someone for, for a meeting because that's not um, mm. an acceptable behavior as far as uh, we are concerned. Um, what we also try to do with the lower levels is that among us themselves, we encourage them to you know, sort of like nominate certain characters that they believe have behaved well in a certain mm. space uh, and there are awards that are then sort of like, you know, paid to these guys who, who win uh, through like a voting process by employees, you know, these days electronically they can vote within a few minutes, they've got winners and, and, and yes. stuff like that. So, so, <clears throat> so it's, it's, um, it, it, it's an, it's an interesting uh, situation where you, you need to make sure that um, you encourage what you want to see, but also mm. people should be very clear that if they then go the other route, um, what then happens to them, what are the implications? So, so I think, um, uh, 
culture can only be sustained that way if we are very clear of what we encourage and what we discourage. Mm. Yes. And what strategies have you put in place to ensure some sort of employee satisfaction and progression? Yes, yes. Uh, actually we've had uh, quite a couple of um, activities, you know, the team building sessions, okay. um, the team building sessions, uh, people really are very competitive. As you, know, you <laughs> see um, the real competitiveness of some of the individuals in mm. the team. Um, we have done seminars, we've got platforms where we share some of these uh, values and, 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 and stuff. So, 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 so we've also run sort of like internal competitions where where we're trying to promote a certain behavior and certain way of doing things. So, so people then. Uh, sort of like indicate who is the winner and, and stuff like that and they actually walk away with some surprises mm. so so i think um um the the various initiatives that we have had in terms of uh, trying to encourage a certain uh, culture and certain behavior is, is quite um, uh, in my view i think i would say it's, it's, it's working quite well at the moment mm. yes and then how do you encourage inclusivity and diversity and gender equality? Because these are often very slim um, and very Correct. sensitive issues sometimes. Correct. I think in, in our business, we've got typical examples of the things that have happened that encourage gender equality, for example. My team, for example, my management team, the, the, there's good balance of men to women in terms of uh, the promotion. I don't believe that one gender is more superior. Than, it's all about merit. It's, mm. it's all about merit. Um, legal guard uh, business that's one that represented by BICU, I put in uh, Lady MD there. Mm. Uh, just to demonstrate that uh, this is not a forte of only men. Um, she's part of my ex school, but it's, it's also the MD of uh, legal guard. Um, and and these are things that, in my view, um, you know, demonstrate that we are conscious about these uh, inequalities, gender issues, race, race and stuff. Um, we have a very diverse team that mm. we make sure that at the time of recruiting, uh, we sort of like balance these things because we take them into account at the yes. point of uh, recruitment. Um, we had at some point some teams that were skewed to one gender and stuff and... Uh, I made it deliberate to the heads of the department that I would like to see a balance in the, in the teams that we, we have. Um, of course, there's always an argument that so should I let a good uh, talent go because I'm focusing on uh, gender balance. And I'm saying, why would always that the good talent is a female and not a male or a male and not a female, mm. uh, depending on what you're trying to balance. So, so I think they are talents on both genders, so we should just look for that talent and make sure that the teams are balanced. Mm. And um, as if you walk around the office, I think you realize that there is a bit of balance in terms mm. of uh, gender, in terms of uh, um, race, in terms of uh, all sorts of backgrounds, where people come from, etc. So I think I think there's a good balance in mm. the team. Mm. And when when we look at uh, times of high pressure, um, do you think these are things that, especially the high pressure, you said that leaders are shock absorbers. Yeah. Uh, so when it comes to times of high pressure, do you think that kind of dilutes um, the work culture, um, especially when those leaders who are more reactive 
and all of a sudden they start losing a lot of headcount um, among staff. Yeah, yeah. In terms of uh, crisis, that's why we do not want to measure people um, yeah. uh, during times of crisis because that's a that's a reaction they eat of the moment. You 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 do not take people um, and conclude about them only mm. during a crisis. But uh, the diversity we have, for me, I think it has actually brought the the uniqueness and the richness in terms mm. of different ideas and different experiences and how we can approach um, sort of like a crisis uh, situation. Mm. So so rather than working negatively, I think it has worked positively for us because then team dynamics speak to this diversity that yes. we have and it sort of like makes us stronger uh, because of that uh, diversity that mm. we have. Yes. And when it comes to tough feedback that you may receive, at the end of the day, you did say that the bug stops with you. But when you receive some tough feedback, um, how do you kind of uh, receive that, especially from a, a junior uh, individual who maybe they just don't understand or you're trying to help shape them, but you don't want to discourage them as well? Yeah, I, I, I think um, I've done a lot to try and make people understand that uh, I appreciate feedback from mm. the ex-co management all the way to the lowest person. Um, I, I actually value feedback more from the lower levels mm. than, than my ex-co team. Uh, there's sometimes um, a group thinking when you're in the same ex-co and whatever, there's this bias of group yeah. thinking and all, but when it comes from someone who is really in the same groups with you, it brings fresh thinking, you know, different look at uh, different view of things Absolutely. and stuff and different perspectives. Mm. So, so, so I think, I think um, in this business, um, just last week or the other week, I had a session with the whole staff uh, without management, just getting feedback. Um, I usually had sessions with management and staff and they would take like an hour and we are done. Mm. Um, this one was the first one where there was no management but only me and stuff and it took five hours. What? Um, yes, it took five hours to finish all the things that people wanted to say. Wow. Uh, that to me tells me that uh, they feel comfortable telling me their issues but yeah. uh, maybe not quite as comfortable to tell their direct bosses so for fear of... Uh, mm. um, so that then gave me the understanding that we need to make sure that we have created a psychological, psychologically safe environment for everyone that's in the business and not just for, for management. Mm. So, so I will help my management team to make sure that they create those environments in their, in their businesses. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and at, at a lower level, for whether it's an emerging leader or someone who's in business, um, at their maybe six to ten staff members, how can they at an early stage harness a healthy work culture? I think they need to they need to also have one-on-ones with their people. Um, it doesn't take a lot to say let's have a breakfast outside of office and chat to to someone. Yeah. Um, a lot of uh, you know the disconnect that comes between the leader and uh, the follower mm. is uh, not understanding the other person mm. and vice versa. So when you take time to to interact with someone outside the formal work environment, it always gives you the opportunity to address some of these uh, issues without fear of uh, any repercussions mm. uh, coming your way. So, so I think um, the young leaders of the smaller teams, 
it's actually good for them because then they can actually easily, um, you know, um, sit one-on-one -on -one and deal with uh, some of these issues. Mm. Yeah. Uh, when you transitioned from Uganda to Botswana, what mm. was the major differences that you realized when you came to work, work culture or company culture rather? I think the 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 biggest um, I I don't see a major difference in terms of uh, output. Yeah. But I think the the biggest difference probably could be in terms of uh, uh, how how Ugandans are comfortable working late into mm. the night and stuff and. Uh, how, of course, Botswana are very particular about uh, finishing uh, when they have to finish yeah. uh, at five. And, <laughs> and that's, that's uh, I think that's a little bit of difference that comes. But when you look at the output and the quality of work that comes out of the people, it's, uh, it's more or less the same. Um, the focus, the customer centricity in our service industry, mm. because we're a service uh, business, is it's more or less the same. The, the culture was a little bit different before I started, but I can tell you now, I think the culture is more or less the same uh, because I don't believe that uh, uh, the team is there because of one person. Uh, it's there because of everyone who is yeah. in the team. And the results we achieve are there because of everyone in the team. So we always want to make people understand that the results are not based on NJ. They are not based on any individual, mm. but it's a team thing. Yeah. So when people then look at it from that perspective, they need to understand that collaboration, working with others in a, in a professional way is very important. Mm. Yeah. And what is your greatest desire for a lot of leaders to understand about a healthy company culture? I think, I think a lot of leaders want people to... It's, it's, the most important thing is to understand that the next person is different from you. Mm. Um, so treat people... The, who, the way they are, who, who they are. Don't try to make them who you are. Mm. And, and if you start there, then it should be easy for you to, to interact with the people. But the problem we have is that because I hold a lot of authority, I want people to be yeah. me. But people can never be me. Uh, yeah. People can only you know, pick the good things that are out of me, but they remain who they are. Mm. And just understanding that uh, difference, I think, for me, is very key in uh, uh, working together smoothly. Mm, I couldn't yeah. have said it better myself. Yeah. Thank you so much for watching us. It's the Leadership Series with BIC. See you next time.